Jason, good to see you. Um, first of all, let's uh, clear up. This is going to be your last season in the BTCC. I don't know what's to clear up, but yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you hadn't changed your mind. No, now you've no, been no, in the no, no, no. You know where, where I sit at the moment. Um, yeah, the, I just wanted to be. I wanted to be in control of my exit, and I didn't want to be in a situation where, you know, at the end of the year, I couldn't find a deal which was commercially right for me, um, and then be left, you know, when the music stopped without a seat, and then that, that and, and that exit isn't a good exit for me. So, you know, having spoken to Soph and the girls, and it just seemed like the right thing to do, actually. And, I, and I'm, in many ways, it's, I wouldn't say it's a relief to come to that decision, but it is, there's something I can't quite put my finger on yet about, about it where it was pretty difficult to come to because obviously, I, I, you know, I, I love the BCCC and have done for many years. But it's the right thing to do, and it's the right thing to do for me. Uh, and also, I want to do some other stuff, you know. Whilst Knock Hill's a great place, I, I want to go and race at Mazzano. And, you know, the, apparently the past is not, not bad at Knock Hill, <laughs> but it won't be like Mazzano. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I want to drive some GT cars. I want to do Le Mans. And um, I've done enough, haven't I? I've done enough in the BTCC. But who knows? I might change my mind, but I don't think I will. So, last season we spoke on occasion and I, I think it's fair to say you were frustrated, weren't you? So we, we, we'll, we'll park last yeah. season. You're coming into the new season with BTC Racing mm -hmm. in a Honda, which we know is a quick car, mm -hmm. will we'll, we'll hopefully be well, um, well prepped for mm -hmm. you. Um, you've had a certain number of laps in it. What's your thoughts so far? I'm, I'm getting towards the hybrid bit, obviously, in a second. <clears throat> um, Joe, I'm really happy, actually. Uh, I'm really happy. I like what I see in the team. You know, like you say, I've done two two test days with with them. I've been at the factory a couple of times and and just watch how they go about stuff. And I'm impressed. And you know, I I've been very lucky in my career where I've driven with some for some world class teams, and the majority of them have been world class with world class people. And it's really nice to feel like I'm now in an environment where where. Um, you know, everything's going to be done properly, um, and that means the cars are going to be, you know, have the right sort of money spent on them, uh, with, with an attitude that whatever it takes to win, whatever it takes to make the car quick, we we will do. But more importantly than, than all of that is, there's a, a great engineering team there, not just in terms of, you know, my, my you know, my race engineer, but also my you know, my, I guess you'd call him my performance engineer, who looks at the all the data. You know, he's not a you know weekend what what warrior. They've got permanent staff, and they also you mentioned the hybrid thing. They've got some real expertise in in team members there, which have worked on hybrid, and I think that having that depth of engineering at our disposal is going to be really important mm. so I'm excited actually um, and also you mentioned the Honda <clears throat> you know it's been it's been it's been a pain in the, uh, the the backside to race against that thing for many many years <laughs> and, I, I, and I must say I've never been I've never been close to one because obviously you know go, going in the dynamics garage over the years I probably would have been punched and told to get out but I have to say looking you know being underneath the car and had a look at every little bit, bit of it 
you know, a big round of applause to the Dynamics people. It's a beautifully built car, some lovely components on there, and it's been well thought out. And, you know, first impressions driving it, there's some areas where it really is very, very good. Um, you know, it's incredibly forgiving and inspires confidence in the fast corners where, you know, cars I've driven of late don't give you that confidence. Um, and it's very good on the brakes. And those are the two immediate, you know, I've felt that within two, two laps. I thought, wow, this is good here, this is good there. So I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think Josh proved last year that, you know, uh, BTCC, uh, BTC, Steve Dudman and his team, they know how to produce a quick race car and they know how to engineer a quick race car. I mean, he won the same amount of races as he was joint top race win last year in five wins. Um, and, and arguably should have challenged Joss for the championship, had a few things not gone right during the year. But his pace was there. Um, so that's exciting that, you know, I'm in the same car as Josh and Jade. Um, you know, at 54 years old, turning 55 this year, will, will I have the same single lap pace in qualifying as Josh? I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you know, you'd have to say, well, I shouldn't do because he's half my age and he's in the prime of his career. And, you know, I, I'll be having a walking stick soon. So, but, but we'll wait and see. But I still feel, I feel good. I feel like if I, if I can make the car do what I want to, then, then we'll be fighting for wins. Is that the car that's going to give you your 100th win? I hope so. I, I hope so. How uh, much do you want that 100th win? Uh, well, do you know what? It's, it's a thing, obviously. I certainly don't want to stop at 99. <laughs> now, that, that wouldn't be nice, would it? But it'll look after itself. If we do, I hope, if we, if we do, if we do what we're here to do, which is to, which is to make up, to, you know, to be as competitive as we can and to uh, be really precise in, in how we go around our motorsport and try and make the car, you know, on the pace and we do our homework. If it's competitive, then we'll be in a shout to win races. If I'm fast enough, then then I will win races, I'm sure. And if we get to that situation, it's just it's just a number, isn't it? It'll happen. You men- mentioned your age, and there's the old saying about teaching an old dog new tricks. Yeah. And all of your wins, your success, the immense things you've achieved have been done pre-hybrid era. The hybrid brings in a different way of winning and yeah, racing. Yeah, yeah. What's your take on that? I'll be completely honest. When I when I heard about the hybrid thing, um, I wasn't that I wasn't that sold on it because I, I I generally think there's there's you know there's place for for electric motorsport and there's place for non-electric motorsport. However, that said, I think it's very clever um, the way they've thought about doing this hybrid. So the ballast is gone and the way the, the, the hybrid rules and regulations apply, you know, will be, certain drivers will be restricted in how, how much they can use it in qualifying and how many laps they get of it in the races, depending on how you're doing the championship. It's going to, so it's going to be used a little bit like a success ballast. Um, but, but, it, but interesting enough, because of the way we have to deploy it, and we're allowed 15 seconds a lap, and it's for, it's down to us to work out the best, you know, the the best strategy of deployment. 
that will change on a potentially on a minute by minute basis based upon the wind direction based upon circuit gradients based upon who's around you who's not where they're deploying it so it brings a, another level of uh, of something else to think about and something else to get right and therefore also to get wrong I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes actually so I, I, now from having it you know when it was a, a, you know muted originally two or three years ago that it was going to go this way from being su someone that was like oh, why are we doing this I'm now at a point where I'm thinking actually this could be really good this could be really interesting and, and you know it's, a, it's yet another thing to try and get right and it's not going to be night and day difference but it will make a difference and, and as we know touring cars is incredibly tight you know the difference between ending up on pole and, and ending up you know tenth backwards is split seconds it could it could be a deciding factor in, in, in who, who does what so, and that's great isn't it yeah, absolutely and I think for the first time in a long time you know it's going to take a little while before we see who the front runners are going to be because you know we can't just take Donington Park the opening rounds as being an indicator because there's still a lot of learning to do with that oh, there's a massive amount of learning you know a huge amount of learning and, and also um, you know there's still there's still some technical issues which we have to iron out and understand and that's an you know that that's for everybody the same for everybody and that's it that's exciting that's fun that's a challenge for for, for us all does it put that glint back in your eye again yeah, the glint's always there. I mean, the glint will come out, and the t you know, I, I'll get the, my teeth will start to shine when, when I'm in the heat of a battle and I'm f fighting for the sharp end of the grid. You know, that's when I'll be sporting a chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Well, you know. Um, it's going to be a great season, Jason, and like uh, millions, I'm sure, of other people who are fans of the BTCC, uh, everybody is really pleased uh, that you're back in. It's a late announcement, but uh, but well worth waiting for. It might have been one of the worst-kept secrets, mind you, in the last well, couple of weeks. Well, you know what? It wasn't the world's kept secret, actually, <laughs> if the truth be known. And I'll tell the story, but it's not right to tell it now, but there was nearly a very interesting thing developed. Very, I mean, would have, would have, um, I think, I think, most certainly UK motorsport would have it would have been like an earthquake hitting really? yeah 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 and, and, and arguably European motorsport would have gone Jesus Christ didn't see that and I'll tell that story a bit later on yeah but it wasn't the world's worst kept secret because it was actually only done a couple of weeks ago fair enough um, but I'm excited I'm energised I'm looking forward to it and can't wait to sport the chubby it's going to be a great season Jason, just before you go, um, <laughs> thank you again for that. A uh, little bit of pre-season fun. There are six cards in front of you. You have to choose three from the six. There's a question uh, on the other side of each one. Choose three. Uh, tell me what the question is and uh, give me the answer. Well, I'm going to go for straight for number six because that was the first ever uh, race number I had when I was karting. And I can remember when, um, in fact, funny enough, when I came back from the test the other week at Knock Hill, I'd went past Felton, which is just north of Morpeth on the A1. And that's where it all started for me. And sadly, the place is, it's all derelict now, but, they, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. This is back in 1980. And we went in, we signed on to do the club championships, and they said, look, what, what number do you want? And we didn't know anything much. So we looked down, he opened his book, and, and the first one we saw was, just, I'll have number one. He said, we can't have that, because that's <laughs> last year's champion. And the next open space was number six. 
So, and that was my, so my lucky six, number for many right? years. So, okay. go with number six. six it is. When was the last time you told a lie? Um, that's a brilliant question. A proper full-blown lie, I can't remember because I don't do them, but half-truths... Um, uh, well, I'll tell you exactly when it was. I, um, someone looked on the internet the other day and found out that the MOT on my card run, it just, it just happened, it just needed to be oh, really? renewed. And um, I then subsequently told a fib back to the world of Twitter, <laughs> going, no, no, I've sorted it, I've sorted it. So probably that was it. Fibs on Twitter. That's a great title for a podcast. Uh, well, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go. No, I'm going to go for number one last. Actually, I'll okay. go for four because that's a nice even. Yeah. Number, isn't it? What's your favourite racing memory? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I think. I couldn't just pick one. I think one of them would certainly be my opening stint at Bathurst in 1997 in the Williams Renault Laguna. Um, yeah, I broke the lap record on lap six, on, th on lap three, on, lap on new tanks by somewhere like three seconds. And it still stands to this day, that my lap record there. And we ended up like 20 seconds in the lead after my stint. So that whole process. And, and also, you know, Murray Walker came live to me uh, in my headsets under a safety car. That was quite an epic moment to have yeah, the great memory. Murray. Hello, J Jason, are you there? <laughs> oh, that was pretty special. But also winning three races at Brands Hatch in 2009 on the day. That was, um, yeah. that was a, but you know, I've had so, so many great moments. And a so lot many of great moments. Book number two uh, and also two. every time I get a pole position, then I get a blowjob token. I'll just mark that for editing. <laughs> Question number three. I'm going for number one. <laughs> Who has been uh, the most important influence in your racing career and why? Well, my earliest m motor racing influence would have been my great hero, Gilles Villeneuve. And I just love the way he went about it. He was maximum attack, mm. uh, even if there was only three wheels in his car. And he was very stylish. He was always sideways. He was just brilliant. However, there are many heroes of mine. He, he was my earliest memory. Um, but, you know, Prost, really admire that man. Obviously, Senna, Schumacher, and raced against and was t teammates with Mark Michael back in Cartier years for. But there's so many, but I must admit, um, uh, what Lewis has achieved is really quite something. Um, yeah, for, you know, you know, Goat is often banded around the greatest of all time, and I think I think he probably is actually. But my earliest would be Gilles Villeneuve, ah, and also I've not mentioned the great James Hunt, obviously for many other reasons. Absolutely, absolutely. Really good to catch up with you. Have a good season, James. Thank you. Too. Thank you.